the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Do not adjust your sets. It is Jen Kern sitting in for Andrea K today. Uh, she will be back, hopefully, with us tomorrow. A little under the weather, but doing all right. Um, and have we got a great show for you. I know I've got some uh, big stilettos to feel, fill, but uh, we will certainly do it here. Got a great show for you. New polling out in the midterm races, and it is a shocker. Uh, for the first time this election season, the Democrats are actually slightly ahead on the generic ballot and gaining momentum. So we're going to be talking this hour about what the GOP needs to do to get back in the races. Uh, my, my friends, I know uh, we all have the same opinion sometimes about the establishment uh, GOP, the old guard of the GOP. Andrea and I talk about this a lot when I come on the show uh, with her. And uh, boy, I've got some uh, constructive critiques to give, and I'm sure you guys do too. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, This hour, we will be talking with somebody who is in the Delaware town that the migrant buses are headed to. That's another big issue in the midterms. Uh, We'll be talking with my radio buddy, Jake Smith, out east. Uh, He's in the town of Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, And uh, he's got some intel from the ground where there's just been a confrontation at the Georgetown Airport uh, in Delaware. And, uh, boy, tensions are rising as these migrants are getting uh, bussed around from place to place. We'll talk about that uh, with Jake coming up next. But first, let's take a look at this new poll. Uh, Fox News announcing today uh, that they've got new power rankings for the midterms. Uh, and I, I'm always a, a realist. Uh, I'm someone who lived and died at the ballot box. I was spokesperson for the California Republican Party. I know how hard it is to win elections in California, uh, in San Diego, lived and worked in San Diego for nearly a decade. Uh, so, so I feel your pain, not to use a, a Bill Clinton quote, but I certainly feel the pain in California. Uh, now I'm in New York City, not much better. We're dealing with uh, uh, New York City Mayor uh, Eric Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul. And um, boy, it's it's tough. So so I don't share these polls lightly and I don't do it to bring everybody down. I do it because we, we've got seven weeks from tonight, literally 49 days left in these midterm elections that we've been talking about. Seven weeks from tonight, I believe the fate of America will be decided. And, uh, you know, the old quote, you know, it's a republic if you can keep it. I believe that the 2022 midterms are as consequential as the 2024 presidential elections. And the reason is uh, because if the Democrats 
have pulled all of the shenanigans that they have pulled, the January 6th uh, dog and pony show, right? The, the hearings in Congress, the uh, Student Loan Forgiveness Act, um, all of the executive orders that, that Biden has pulled out, all of the green energy scams that they want to pull on us from, you know, mandating electric cars in California to uh, stopping drilling oil basically all across the country in, in many places. Um, all of these things, if we let them get away with this in 2022, there is no telling what will happen in 2023 and 2024. And you can bet that the things they want to do after the midterms, if they win, are going to be changing election laws, making changes to the United States Supreme Court. They've already admitted as much, right? Chuck Schumer has said he wants to do it. AOC has admitted they want to do it to change the fundamental structure of the Supreme Court. So an awful lot of things could change between now and the 2024 elections. And so, you know, producer Noah and I were talking before the show, do you think, you know, Donald Trump's going to announce soon? Well, it might not matter if Donald Trump announces soon, right? Because if Democrats win seven weeks from tonight, I think our country is over as we I'll know pose it. a question to you then, Jen. If he yeah. announces tonight, what steam does that give to the Republicans going into the midterm elections? Oh, well, look, I do think it helps. Um, you know, President Trump is a person who, when he was in office, had 94% of the base. That was his popularity ranking among the base. Even after he left and even after the January 6th hearings, he was down anywhere from 86% to 90%. So he's got the, the enthusiasm, the power, the excitement of the base, right? And so if Donald Trump gets engaged here, he, he could help excite and enthuse the base for the midterms because midterm elections, that, that is really the base turnout. Uh, the presidential races are sexier. They're more charismatic. They're more per, about personality. Um, Donald Trump could be the game changer in the midterms now, seven weeks out. But there's something that's been happening, and I'll dive into this uh, new poll in a minute, there's something that's been happening, and that is Democrats have been extremely successful in changing these midterm election issues away from those kitchen table issues, which are so popular with Republicans and actually popular with independents, right? So I know you guys have a lot of business-minded independents living in San Diego. I've won their votes. I've worked for their votes many, many years. And those people love the kitchen table issues. And so... There, there's sort of a trap, right, I think, that the Democrats are trying to set for Donald Trump, which is, on the one hand, they, they don't want him in it because they know that um, he will skunk Joe Biden any day of the week, right? We saw the 60 Minutes uh, interview a couple of days ago. Uh, Donald Trump sat for those same interviews 10 times more than Joe Biden has, and without notes. You saw that Joe Biden had this binder full of notes, right? Um, no telling how many times the CBS 60 Minutes story uh, got edited, by the way. Um, I'd love to see the whole, you know, tape run. But we have to be careful here because Democrats have succeeded, and I'll just go ahead and dive into this poll, of making these midterm races a referendum on Donald Trump, a guy who's not even in office anymore. 
And so what they've done is they're starting to chip away at the historical advantage that Republicans would normally have, right? Which is the fact that every midterm race for the last hundred years has been a referendum on the current president. And the midterm elections historically are also a referendum, a report card, so to speak, on the dismal Congress, which has an 11% approval rating. So on those two factors alone, Republicans have been winning all year. And only when uh, Joe Biden gave his creepy little speech, looking like Hitler talking to the Third Reich uh, a few weeks ago in August or early this month, um, only then did the numbers start changing. And so what it tells me, Noah, is that the Democrats know if they start hitting on Donald Trump and making this election about Donald Trump, they can have a, a, a midterm advantage, not a 2024 advantage, but a midterm advantage where the advantage is a little bit different. They don't want this midterm to be a report card on Joe Biden because he clearly gets an F. They instead want this to be about Trump and the ultra MAGA and all of those things that you've heard them say in the last six years. Sure, because they can gaslight all they want. Fact is, the American families are hurting. Exactly right. And so what they're doing, they're they're like a magician. They're doing this sleight of hand thing. Oh, don't look at those kitchen table issues. Oh, don't look at that inflation. As he said, oh, it's only gone up an inch. Uh, Don't look at the price of groceries. Don't look at the price of gas. Look over here at this wacko guy, Trump. You know, they want to like, you know, slander Trump and say all these crazy things. They want to try to adjudicate 2024 in the 2022 midterm elections. And it's not about that, folks. This is about Democrats' record. This is about the congressional record. And this is about Joe Biden's record, which for two years has been dismal. Uh, Just look at the border crisis. Just look at the inflation. Look at the gas prices. Look at the you know, the cost only of living, reason the gas prices have gone down, Jen, is because of that uh, dip into the reserve, which, by the way, will probably run out conveniently after the midterms. <laughs> right. And the stupidity of buying from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is that we paid at the top of the market for oil, <laughs> which is just yep. nuts. So, so much for the, you know, buy low, sell high. We did the opposite. And that's just, you know, the buffoon, the sign of the buffoon that's in office. Um, So uh, digging into this poll, and again, I know people say, well, Fox News, did they get the last election right? That statistically, they were pretty close. So I don't excuse this out of hand. Um, We'll we'll talk later in the hour about the Trafalgar Group's uh, recent polls, which are very damning for Joe Biden. I'll get to that in a minute. Like I said, I always go bad news first. And then good news, how can we control this? How can we lift the nose up on this? So uh, Fox News is reporting today that the House is in play for the first time this cycle because Democrats are starting to build momentum. And what you want to do, folks, again, I've lived and died at the ballot box, uh, especially in California in the last 15 years. You never want to be slowing down at the 30-day mark going into the final month. You always want to be the the party that's getting the momentum, the candidate that's getting the momentum. And so we're we're kind of going in the wrong direction here. But Fox says um, the Democrats are in nine battleground House races and two key Senate races are starting to shift toward Democrats. 
And Republicans are starting to get a little bit of a shift, but it's in Georgia and it's in Oregon uh, in the uh, governor races. And so we need a little more support than that. And so I can tell you I was at events two, three months ago uh, over the summer with leadership, and they were talking about Republicans' ability to win 60 seats in the House, not 16, 60 And now as we see this new uh, Fox News poll today, it says Republicans will be lucky if they manage to make it uh, to the 13 seats they need uh, to take back the House and for Kevin McCarthy to get the gavel back from Nancy Pelosi. And so this is interesting. Um, For the first time this cycle, Democrats are, they say, according to Fox News, have several pathways to retain control and that is the best case scenario for the left starting to get control and boy we'll, we'll we'll dig into this a little more on the other side of the break but things are looking a little dicey for the GOP and I think it's safe to say that the U.S. Senate may also be out of reach we'll dig into these numbers when we come back on the Andrea K. Show Jim Kern sitting in tonight Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. All right, welcome back to the Andrea K show. Jen Kern sitting in for the big gal today, but I don't have to pay her the 10% cuz we are not the Biden crime syndicate family around here. Uh, she'll be back in tomorrow, I believe. And uh, for today, we are rolling through these midterm issues. Now, one of the big issues for the midterms is this busing of migrants. And uh, the news reports tonight are that there are more migrants headed up to the Northeast. But this time, they're going to go toward Biden's Delaware home. Uh, Here to give us a report on that and what he thinks as a Delaware resident is my radio buddy, Jake Smith, conservative talk show host at WGMD Radio in Delaware. Jake, welcome to uh, San Diego. Well, thank you, Jennifer. It's great to be on the air with you. And it certainly has been an interesting day here in the first state. That's for sure. What is uh, what's going on out there? What are you hearing uh, is headed your way? And what's the reaction of the people of Delaware? Well, uh, we have been expecting this week for one of these flights, at least one of these flights to make its way to Delaware uh, for the simple fact that uh, obviously this is uh, uh, Biden's home state. And uh, as you know, there's been some chatter about sending immigrants or illegals here anyway. Now, Biden's normal residence uh, is in what we call New Communist County. It's actually New Castle County, but we call it New Communist <laughs> County. That's up north. That's that's up north where all the Demcoms are. We call Del- Democrat communists down here. Uh, we're down in the southern part of the state and uh, in Sussex County. Now, Biden bought a uh, house near the ocean uh, just, uh, I guess, about two years ago. Of course, he's always concerned about the climate, his climate change. But what does he do? He buys a, a house near the ocean in Rehoboth Beach. But here's oh, just like uh, just like Barack and Michelle Obama and Martha's oh, Vineyard, of course, yeah. of course. Yes, that, that, yes. Uh, do it, do it, uh, uh, do as we say, not as we do. But 
Here's what's interesting. The Delaware way took over today. You know, I've always told you, Jen, that even if the uh, the Demcoms are in the minority, they always act like they're in the majority, right? That they uh, they have uh, control. Well, yeah. today, somewhere along the line, even though this plane, uh, it was rerouted, uh, it went to Teterboro before it went here, uh, the plane's supposed to be landing as we speak right now. It, it was supposed to land at 1.23 this afternoon. Now, I got tipped off by an informant that I used for my show this morning. At about 6.40, I got a, a phone call on my cell. I was uh, editing my some audio for my program this morning, letting me know that uh, this flight was coming into the Georgetown Airport, which is literally maybe 10 minutes from my house. And yeah. um, it turns out that the Delaware government, two departments, the Delaware um, Division of Health and Social Services and the Delaware Emergency <laughs> Management Agency, taxpayer-funded state agency sprang into action to take control of this situation. One of the things that uh, I guess the Demcoms have been faced with in New York and in Chicago uh, and other places is that they, they don't like being out of control. Well, here in Delaware, the state took control, and they, they actually had religious groups. There was a Lutheran uh, organization waiting at the airport. You had Catholic, uh, the um, not Catholic Relief Services, but uh, Catholic Charities there. There were religious uh uh, religious leaders there to help these people and at the airport today. And of course, things got a little testy. I sent you that, uh, that video that my program director shot at the airport a couple of hours ago. But, but the fact remains, rather than these people being dumped in Rehoboth at, at the bandstand, we call it, right on the ocean, uh, and uh, these people, and I hate to even use the term humans dumped, these are human beings. This is, this is why this whole situation, you know, the Demcoms always tell us they're all about life, and, you know. Uh, you know, we, 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 we love illegals. We want to give them everything. But, of course, uh, if you're a pregnant woman and you want to terminate your pregnancy at 15 weeks, that's okay. They don't care about life then. But what's happening here now is they are moving these people in the darkness. Just like Biden flew people into Westchester County last summer, they are moving people in the darkness now to a uh, location not far from the airport called the Stokely Center. It's, a, it's kind of a... Um, state-run health facility. They have, a, they have um, medical services, health care services for people who can't afford them. They have um, mental health facilities there for people, but they're moving them there. And the workers today were emailing me while I was on the air. They're outraged because they're being told, well, you know, be careful uh, because these people are going to be moving here. You don't know who they are. No, no information whether they've been vaccinated what kind of uh, uh, they, are they carrying COVID with them? The, the workers there are not being told anything. And then word came down, Jen, that uh, the governor said none of the departments are to talk to the media or give any public statements. But they all had the same line. That is, call the governor's office for any information. Of course, the governor's office wasn't giving any information out. So it's, well, go ahead. Well, we know how we know how Democrats are, right? And we're talking with Jake Smith. He's the host of the Jake Smith Show on uh, WGMD in Delaware. He's uh, got his eye on the ground for these migrants uh, reportedly coming into Delaware. There were reports earlier in the day, Jake, that they didn't even know if these migrants were going to come into Delaware. In fact, 
Uh, they thought that it, either these uh, this flight had been intercepted, maybe even diverted to Nashville, is what the Daily Beast was reporting. Uh, one of the publications, Delaware Online, uh, said that, um, in, in fact, there was a, a flight that was supposed to have been full of migrants headed to Delaware, but instead an empty plane showed up in Nashville, and apparently they paid 950 thousand uh, dollars florida did to veritrol systems incorporated the same charter company that flew migrants into martha's vineyard this is you know not just moving people around and i'm not criticizing uh desantis i think desantis and abbott here are doing what they have to do to protect their states Absolutely. if you look at the state of yeah you look at the state of texas alone what they spend yep. on just the health care for illegal immigrants in the state of texas Every single year, it's seven hundred million dollars a year. That's just for the healthcare. That's not to that's yeah. not to feed and well, house them and give them other services. Yeah, it's the outrageous. State tax, the state of Texas, Jen, is not paying for that. The taxpayers are putting that bill. They're paying it. The state of Texas doesn't have any money. They have taxpayer money given to them by the taxpayers, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, Jake Smith, what else are you seeing on the ground there in Delaware? You said there's sort of crowd building outside of this airport tonight. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Well, again, you have all of these people that have been uh, that must have been plans in our state capital, Dover, by our governor, John the Carnage Carney. Uh, There must have been plans. They must have known this was coming because there's no way they could activate a a team like this and have all these uh, state agencies, employees, uh, emergency management, they had a plan in place. They knew this day was coming, and today they pulled the lever on that plan. And what that plan did, it kept the, um, the embarrassment of migrants being sent here to Delaware out of, the, uh, out of the eye of the media and the public. So these people in the darkness of night now are being moved. Uh, Georgetown is a very predominant uh, Latino uh, town anywhere, actually where the airport is. Uh, it, the, most Delawareans right now uh, will probably not see any pictures, uh, but Delaware Amazing. Online, uh, that's, they, are, they are the mouthpiece of the Democrat Communist Party here in Delaware. They are anything they yeah, say, I figured they that. be trusted. I figured that when I was reading that. It was very pro-Biden. Well, Jake Smith, oh, yeah. thank you for the report from the ground in Delaware. Everybody, uh, check out Jake's show every day uh, from 9 to noon East Coast time. Uh, on WGMD Radio out there. Uh, Great job, Jake. And uh, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks, Jennifer. All right, coming up next, we're talking midterms. We'll talk with the president of the National Republican Women and what her army of 65,000 women are out there doing for you. Be right back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer AM 1170 San Diego. Great to be with you. Do not adjust your sets. This is Jen Kern sitting in for my radio buddy, Andrea Kay, today. And we are so blessed to be joined uh, by a lot of guests with great knowledge about what's happening all around the country and what's happening on the ground. And our next guest is no exception. In fact, I think she's traveling as we speak. I want to welcome to the show in San Diego, Eileen Sobjack. She's the president of the National Federation of Republican Women. And as I told you before the break, 
Boy, oh boy, does she have an army with her. She has 65,000 members uh, and an army that's 65,000 women strong, and they are spread out all across America, uh, walking precincts, doing phone banking, and getting the message out about the various races uh, in these midterms. Uh, Eileen, welcome to the show. Well, hello, and thank you for having me tonight. It's great to be here. Well, thank you so much. I, I think you're on the road as we speak, um, and I know you've got some some things planned for the midterms. Uh, let's talk about this new Fox News poll that came out today. Uh, has some potentially not not all bad, but tells that the Democrat generic ballot lead is now one point up above Republicans. So the race is definitely tightening. Of course, all the past year, the, the GOP has been ahead on that generic ballot uh, ranking. Uh, what do you think of that? Is that just a natural, you know, closing arguments? Um, and how do you think this announcement that Kevin McCarthy is going to make this week, this commitment to America, how much impact do you think that's going to have in bringing people back to these kitchen table issues in the midterms? Well, first of all, I think you know, maybe the Democrats have a little bit of momentum, an inch, but yeah. the Republicans still have the advantage. I mean, the, we are going to lead because the biggest concern, especially with our, with our women out there, still is inflation. And if you look at the polls on that, that's, that is the top issue above any other. And there's many other issues, you know, below it that are important, too, like securing the border, unleashing American energy. There's just... Um, and passing a parent's bill of rights. But top right now for uh, Republican women is inflation and for our American people because they are juggling their financial priorities. They're making tough decisions, and um, there's no way the Democrats can, can hide this. So, And I think when Kevin McCarthy comes out and the Republicans on Friday with their commitment for America, that's going to really... Uh, solidify things. I, and when you have goals that and an explanation for what you are going to do, that motivates the American people to vote and to vote right. And we saw that years ago with the contract for America. It really made a difference. You just can't be all yeah. over the place like the Democrats are. You need to have those goals. You need to have those specifics. You need to tell the American people what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And that's what the Republicans will be doing on Friday when they um, bring this out. We're talking with Eileen Sobjack. She's the president of the National Federation of Republican Women, 65,000 women strong. Uh, Eileen, this poll out from NBC News today had some good news. It was kind of funny. Fox had the bad news and NBC News has some good news for us. So sometimes life is stranger than fiction. Uh, NBC News showed that uh, you Republican women have been successful in in not having abortion be the top issue for the midterms. Uh, the NBC News survey taken September 9th through the 13th uh, asked voters, which is more important in deciding your vote for U.S. Congress in the midterms? And uh, 59% of voters said it was cost of living issues, uh, as you just said. And only 37% said the issue of abortion was most important in a candidate's position. So um, how successful do you think the GOP has been in sort of driving the attention away from the Roe versus Wade ruling of the early summer, which we all thought was going to be the big issue of the year, right, and of the midterms? 
And how successful has the GOP been in focusing on some of these other issues? Well, I think they've been very successful because even, you know, they they have been focusing on specifics like the, you know, the messes that um, the Democrats have been making. But the Democrats themselves are um, aren't helping. And uh, the American people are seeing that as well. And Republican women are ready to uh, work really hard for this red wave. We started out in January 20, um, just January, at the beginning of January, we wasted no time. We started with a candidate recruitment school, and then we went into a campaign school, virtual campaign school offered to our members and beyond, and just focused on strategies that were educating our women, recruiting them, and electing Republicans, and getting a winning ground game. Now, we're in that where we are working on the ground game all across the nation. And um, I think that's really going to make a difference. We do and you have, have a strategy for that. Yeah. And you do have, I heard you have the record number of female candidates this year, which will help in some of those swing districts, no doubt. And I have to point out, you know, for people who say, oh, Eileen probably has this, you know, cushy job doing this, you know, as, as most in the GOP do. I have to share with our audience uh, you have moved away from your family in, in Washington State, and you uh, suitcased it into Washington, D.C. for a two-year assignment as president of the uh, National uh, Republican Women. It's just amazing the sacrifices as I go across the country and see what people are giving up for this country, time away from their families, um, just as I know everyone listening to the show makes their own sacrifices, especially San Diego, military community, people are away from their families uh, all the time for long stretches. So we understand that. And um, I just wanted to bring you on this evening and let people know that there are other people out there fighting this fight and uh, putting, you know, boots on the ground, as they say in San Diego, uh, to win this country back and and to keep liberty alive. Tell people how they can uh, get involved in the National Federation of Republican Women. I know there are several chapters in uh, San Diego County. What's the best way if someone's in their car right now driving home from work and they say, hey, I'd like to walk a neighborhood. I'd like to go do a digital phone bank. I'd like to have a wine night and invite some of my girlfriends over and dial uh, some voters and, and try to remind them to get their ballots. And how best can people connect with you guys at the local level? Well, first of all, I want to tell you, California has been one of our top states in membership. In 2021, they had over 12,000 members in 129 clubs. And they do have um, clubs in the San Diego area. The best way for ladies to find out is right on our front of our webpage at nfrw.org. They can click on the map. Then they can click on California, and then there'll be a drop-down with all of the clubs there. There's information on the state president, Janet Price, and, and contact. And I just want to say that all of, our women are volunteers. And mm-hmm. before, I, before I took this uh, so-called cushy job, but not, um, I had 33 <laughs> years of experience in the Republican Party and the Republican women, and I'm I, you know, I just love working with these women. They love their country. They're dedicated and they give so much. But NFRW.org, uh, that's the first place to go. And they can find more about uh, California and a club in their area. 
Perfect. And I'll throw that up on my, I'll throw that up on my social media as well. We'll, We know Andrea Kay, the host of the show, will also retweet it. Eileen Sobjack, president of the National Federation for Republican Women. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for all you do and your 65,000 members do on behalf of America. All right. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you. All right. When we, when we come back, we'll dig more into these polls out today on the midterms. We'll find out how dire the situation is for Republicans to get it all together and wrap it up in the closing arguments over these next seven weeks. The election, midterm elections, seven weeks from tonight. We'll be right back on AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. All right, welcome back to the Andrea K Show in San Diego. Andrea is out today, but uh, hopefully we'll be back tomorrow. This is Jen Kearns sitting in for the big gal. And uh, we've been talking about the midterms. Wow, what a great lady that uh, National Republican Women's uh, lady was. She's been doing this uh, volunteer work for three decades, uh, moved away from her family because the job that she has overseeing the 65,000 uh, Republican women army, I call them, uh, in Washington and over every state chapter um, is a full-time job. And she had to move away from her family to do that. And I wanted to bring her on because I know so many people in San Diego, especially military families, police families, our law enforcement families spend so much time away from their loved ones in service and sacrifice to our country. So I'm so glad we could bring her on for the Andrea K audience. Well, As we've been talking about, tonight is the seven-week mark until the midterm elections. And I want to dive into a a couple of really interesting polls. Uh, One has a cautionary tale, as we've been talking about, for Republicans, which shows that the national generic ballot is tightening. Uh, Some of that is just, you know, as they call chickens coming home to roost, Uh, not in the way that uh, Barack Obama's pastor said it quite, but... um, We do know that people start to sort of come back to their uh, base of their party uh, headed into the midterm elections. But there are some other uh, interesting polls out. Uh, One of them is from the Trafalgar Group, uh, which pretty much nailed the last, I think, seven elections, including uh, being one of the only pollsters in the 2016 presidential election between Trump and Hillary who got that Uh, race called correctly. And so um, they have an interesting poll out that juxtaposes the Fox News poll out today, which I've been uh, warning folks about showing the ballot tightening. Uh, The Trafalgar group actually published a poll recently that said Biden's big speech, the one where he had the, uh, you know, red spotlights on behind him, uh, where he vilified MAGA Republicans and called Republicans ultra MAGA folks. Uh, the majority of Americans actually thought he crossed the line into dangerous territory. And uh, that's according to this um, new new poll by the Trafalgar Group. In fact, 57% of Americans viewed Biden's recent speech as, quote unquote, dangerous. And they said it was designed to incite conflict among Americans uh, it's interesting, 35% viewed the rhetoric as acceptable campaign messaging for an election year. Of course, we know those 35% are dyed-in-the-wool Democrats. 
Um, but um, 7%, about 8% actually said they were unsure when they wanted to um, profess their opinion of his speech. Um, I thought it was interesting among third party and independent votes. And there are so many of those in California that um, the independent party is now sort of a, a, a new breed of the Republican party, but independent voters, 63% of them viewed Biden's recent speech as dangerous um, compared to about 30% who said, eh, it's all right, but just during an election year. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, there's also a polling out that shows that for the midterm in these kitchen table issues, the majority of Americans, over 65%, are fuming mad at Biden's recent Student Loan Forgiveness Act. And this one, boy, this really had some interesting undertones. Uh, this crossed all parties. So it crossed into the uh, working man portion of the Democrat Party, the blue collar uh, folks. It crossed into the independent lane. And it also crossed into uh, the re Republican uh, swath. And um, so Biden, I think, swinging and missing on those two recent things um, is pretty significant. Um, but you also have to, again, wonder what is going on with this uh, Fox News poll that shows uh, Democrats up by one point on the generic ballot. Now, the Trafalgar group, uh, this group that's had the good news polls, they have also said, and this could be what's happening in the Fox News poll, the Trafalgar group is reporting they are finding in their surveys uh, a majority opinion in the Republican Party of people, uh, registered Republicans, and these are high propensity Republican voters, meaning voters who voted in the last seven elections. Uh, they are expressing that they don't want to be polled or they don't want their identities to be shared. And this is quite interesting uh, Robert Cahaley, the founder of the Trafalgar Group, uh, has now called these, quote, shy Republicans, end quote. And folks, if that doesn't send a chill down your spine, that Republicans and conservatives in this country don't want to speak to pollsters anymore uh, because they're afraid of who knows, who knows what pollster is on the other end, you know, jotting down the phone number and calling you into the anonymous FBI tip line. Don't think it couldn't happen in this country. And I think there's a, a, a big percentage of Republicans who feel, uh, as Robert Cahaley said, a little bit shy as a Republican about expressing their views. And so that could be what's happening in this in this Fox News poll that I've been mentioning is, you know, Republicans really not uh, wanting to speak out. But even so, I take this as a caution seven weeks out for any Republican strategist listening tonight. Uh, the fact is the fact here. The Fox News poll shows statistically the House is in play for the first time this election cycle and that Democrats are building momentum and uh, Republicans um, are looking decently good to score a 13 seat majority, which would give them back the House. Uh, but the U.S. Senate looks not likely and that is interesting. Um, here's what's even more interesting. These numbers uh, reflect a shift of three seats away from the GOP since just August. And folks, we're only, you know, uh, halfway or about two thirds through the month of September. That's three seats that the GOP lost since August. And I, I think it's been all messaging 
Uh, it's been, you know, Democrats allowed to be out there talking about, uh, you know, ultra MAGA and how bad Republicans are and, oh, Trump Mar-a-Lago raid. Don't think that all these things haven't happened in concert with one another because the Democrats are so very good at making sure their left hand knows what the right hand is doing. And all of these things, I believe, are in concert from the January 6th hearings earlier this year going into the summer, uh, combined with the DOJ and the FBI being weaponized for the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid and this uh, shift of trying to silence people so that they won't speak out and they won't share their public opinion. And Jim, let's uh, say we th- lose the midterms. Andrea and I have bantered about this quite a uh, bit. Um, I mean, we got two more years of the Biden administration, even if you believe he's pulling the strings, which he's obviously not. Uh, can we last two more years? No, I don't think we can. And, and this is what I tapped into in the, in the first segment. Um, look, a lot of people are saying, well, if we don't win the midterms, we can always get it back with Trump in two years. No, that might not be a possibility. Look at all the things that Democrats have promised to do. Number one, they have promised that they will abolish the filibuster if they were to get reelected. Uh, we know already that they're keeping the border open. Who knows? They can invite even more millions of people to come over. Um, they've also stated they will change election rules if they win in November. And they've also said that they would stack the United States Supreme Court. They've made no secret of that. They want to put up to 27 people on the court so that it becomes sort of a banana republic uh court and those are just four things off the top of my head noah i mean there's probably a a, a big list of things just as there was for trump to accomplish for america uh so this is really frightening these are the real stakes of the democrats winning the midterm elections it's not just going to be oh how fun let's let's you know let's honor uh abortion and these no this these are life-changing things these are country-changing things uh, changing the filibuster, uh, changing the makeup of the Supreme Court. All of these things will have ramifications um, if they are able to stack the court. And it, it also emboldens Joe Biden to pass whatever he wants in the next two years by executive order. And I don't know about you, but it's been a long two years with him in office. Feels like it's I don't been twice as long. Can. Yes. And I don't think that America can withstand another two years. I mean, just look at energy policy, inflation, all of these things. Look, on inflation, the thing that bothers me the most, hey, sometimes you do get into an economic situation. We did have two years of lockdowns and all of these things that we predicted would happen to the economy happened. That's one thing. But now, how do you get us out of it? And I've heard no convincing argument from Biden on how he's going to get out of it if he gets reelected. So, that's the dismal stuff. Well, we'll keep talking about this. We'll, we'll talk to some folks next hour who are going to give you some hope. They were at the um, other end of the barrel of the cancel culture mob. They defeated the mob and they actually ran and won for office. We're going to talk with them in the next hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.